When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the newest episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Josue Pavone. I'm joined by my usual co-host, Mr. Sean Dutra. Hello. Mr. Joel Pavone. And before we even get started on this amazing episode that is going to be, because we're going to strictly just recap the Celtics' most recent victory, but we're also going to talk about the fact that we're in a brand new studio in the comfort of Mr. Dutra's home. Mr. Dutra? Yes. So for that, we thank you. For our new studio, our new recording spot. Yeah, I'd like to thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a speech thank ready? Thank Ma, you got Dad, yeah, you made me here. I mean, we, we came a long way. I mean, what is this, uh, studio number nine for us? Yeah, hopefully this is hopefully this is the permanent studio. I mean, um, it's, it's funny, though. Like, we get the studio, and I can't cover with going to random studios. And then Joel can't make it in when we go to my, the studio that we got. The one guy who is undefeated into making it to every single podcast is joining us on the phone. That's the, ain't that right, Joel? What's going on? This was Sean's fucking idea the whole time. This was his plan, his, his master plan to cut my streak because he was always <laughs> the one calling in. And he's like, nope, I'm going to fuck it up and have Dude, tech, Technically, your streak... Your streak is not broken, man. You're still on the show. Yeah, I mean, man. There's... You didn't go MIA, did you? Right. There's been a couple I've been totally MIA for, but... I mean, you might be on location, but you're still... I would like to be there in person. I mean, why don't you get your ass down here? It is Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I figured you would come join us, especially because it's Super Bowl Sunday and also because the Celtics, in my opinion, are coming off the best win of the season. The biggest win of the season, man. The most exciting game that we've seen so far this season and what I'm calling a statement game because of how much these guys were able to stay into the game able to keep their composure after going down a number of different times throughout the game, especially throughout the fourth quarter. I mean, let's just talk about that fourth quarter alone. The Celtics head into the fourth quarter, uh, down by eight. They then eventually go down by 10, which is one of the biggest leads of the night for the uh, Cavaliers. The Cavaliers actually had a 15-point lead at one point. Celtics cut it down to 10. They go into the fourth quarter. They're able to not only come back from their deficit, but they went up by seven points about midway through the fourth quarter only to see that lead slip away within the next couple of minutes. And between the back and forth, between the the uh, the jump shots and the and the drives from Evan Turner, from uh, Jay Crowder hitting a big three-pointer, in my opinion, was one of the biggest shots of the night. Yeah. But, of course, wasn't bigger than Avery Bradley at the end of the game. Game winner from the corner on an inbound play, went for the three when he could have tied the game, battled through, you know, what was it, a loose ball? He almost lost control of that ball. While while Iman Shumper was adding pressure on him, kept him, kept his composure, ran to the corner, jacked up a three, boom, yeah, game over. Well, dude, I I I gave up. I'd never give up on the Celtics because they're always good for a comeback right at the late of the, at the end of the game. It's because you don't they don't give up. That's why they right? don't give you, up. You, but you don't give up because you know that they they're not going to give up. But the, the Jay Crowder played the worst game he's played in a Celtic uniform last night, but he hit one of the biggest shots, which tells you that. His confidence is never going to be shaken. 
this entire team's confidence is never going to be shaken. And mean, then look at Avery, a, coach, a coach like Brad Stevens, not to cut you off, but look at a coach like Brad Stevens who had the option to take Jay Crowder out of the game. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know why he was in at the end of the game. The Cavs are at the line. Jay Crowder's 0 for 8 at this point. Yep. And he sticks with them because he knows that no one is going to be more confident than his starting five, and he knows that Crowder is one of those guys that's not going to be afraid to take the ball when, to take the shot when he needs to. Yeah, man. I mean, now you got to love that from Crowder. You gotta love the confidence that he has, and also the confidence that Stevens has in him. He's gonna ride with his guys, even though he's got a deep team. Even though you probably could have put in, you know, maybe a shooter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look on your bench, see who you can take. You know, put in there. Cause let's face it, too, he wasn't stopping LeBron James either. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even playing that great a defense either. But putting him in, and then that shot at the end by Bradley. That that shot that basically embodies this team this whole year. You you're you're down. Marcus Smart's in there making plays. Even though Bradley hit the shot, I still think Marcus Smart was the MVP of that game, hands down, because of the the way he was playing, his toughness and everything he was doing. But yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be thrilled with this win and the way that it's gone over the past nine games. Eight out of the last nine games, we've won. Eight out of nine. Eight wow. out of nine, and the only one you lost was Orlando on a back to back, which is understandable, but. Yeah, I great, great, great win, capped off by an awesome play at the end of the game. So the Celtics bench was able to put together forty-seven points for the uh, I want to say the fourth consecutive game. They're able to put up either above forty or somewhere near forty points. The Celtics bench has been huge for them, uh, especially when you have certain starters like you know I keep getting on him the last few podcasts, and I'm, I'm thinking Jared Sellinger is kind of losing his offense a bit. Maybe he'll be able to get it back, but. It's not something that the Celtics have to worry about because they're able to have guys come off the bench and pick up the slack. Joel, what's your opinion when it comes to how deep the Celtics team is and how long do you think this hot streak can last? I think we have to take into account, you know, players who who normally don't get as much playing time, and when they have an opportunity, you know, to see some minutes, and and they do the things that they've done. Someone like a like a Tyler Zeller, for example, you know, in the last like. Three games, he's he's hit 16, 16 points on uh, two different occasions, and he, he had a double double against the against the Magic the first the first night, and he comes in comes in on Friday and does the same thing. So for whatever reason, whether people think that the Celtics, you know, need to make a move or not, like the team has constructed the way they are right now, they keep doing what they're doing in terms of realizing what their roles are and, and just playing team ball, whether they win or lose. But, you know, obviously people want them to win, but they, they always, they're always in it. And the biggest, the biggest thing I took, I took from Friday night's game was the, the swing in the, late in the fourth quarter. Some things I believe were up by about five or seven points. They lose the lead and then are down five or six points and still have the poise to come back and make big plays at the end of the game. Evan Turner, I can't say enough about Evan Turner about the things that he's done and it's so overlooked it's so you know he's so underrated when it comes to the to the the things that he does going inside getting to the free throw line his passing his rebounding and and I, I i just don't see why 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 a lot of celtics fans don't give him enough credit he's always in the thick of things when the celtics have to make like a comeback evan turner is always that guy Obviously, uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas is the all-star, and he's the one that's been consistent and, and, and doing what he does. But Evan Turner, 
might be the Celtics. Might be the Celtics. Don't like, say it. Like best player all around. No. <laughs> okay. All right, Joel. I'm gonna comment on two things that you just said because you brought up two really good points. First thing, I think is the enigma of Evan Turner, right? The thing is, is that he does do things well, but he does a certain amount of things well. I mean, it, like, and, but the problem is what Celtics and what I have a problem with him is when he tries to go outside that box, like he's not a three point shooter. So okay, why why are you shooting threes? He's been cutting those back a lot. Right, and I, but but I got like okay, this was this I had a problem with Evan Turner last night, and obviously he redeemed himself with that and one, uh, but when he shot that three at the end of the game, like I think there was like a minute and a half left or a minute and twenty seconds left. Brad Stevens drew up a play for Evan Turner to shoot a three. Yeah, it was out of a timeout. That was awful. And I, why yeah, why yeah, have Evan Turner shoot a three? Fault, not Evan Turner. Well, yes, I understand that, but still, uh, dude, I, trust me, I was. I was on Twitter right after that play because then he came down and got an and uh, LeBron, I think, got an and one. And then I was like, yeah, this game's over. That was a huge swing. I was on Twitter saying this is a Brad Stevens loss. Why are you drawing? A, you know, but another thing, too, that you said that I think is very interesting and a good question to ask is right now, after seeing the way they performed last night, as you see the way the Celtics have played basically the entire, well, the past three weeks. Would you be okay if they didn't make a trade? Would you be okay if this was the team that they brought into the playoffs? Well, I think that's a topic that we, we touched upon last episode when we talked about the Celtics don't have to make a trade to make a trade. Actually, it was you that said it yourself. Right. I think one option that they have, and I think is a, is a trade that's probably inevitable, is David Lee. Right. Now, I don't know what they're going to get in return. It could be a role guy. It could be someone that sits at the end of the bench. It could turn into a buyout. Who knows? I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, we're gonna we're not gonna see him in a Celtics uniform. However, will will uh, Danny Age go out there and try to get himself a, a a stud, someone that can come and impact this team right before the playoffs? Absolutely. I, I believe these reports about Gallinari or the reports about potential trade for Al Horford. You know, I. Still think he loves DeMarcus Cousins. If but he's I, available, he's going to try to make those trades. But the question would be if they didn't. If they didn't add well, my anything point, my, or subtract anything. My point is if it, if they're not adding those type of guys, those caliber of guys. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. Right. So you. So be, I would be happy if you don't do anything instead of making a trade, trading away someone, let's say, for example, like Evan Turner or Jarebko, and picking up somebody who's not that caliber of a score like Galinari or that caliber one of a thing rebounder you gotta, one like thing you got to remember, too, is Lee is very tradable because we're not using him. But if you're trading Lee, he's got a $15 million salary. Right. So you're going to be getting back a stud or someone that's highly overpaid. Well, here's the problem, though. The teams that are interested in Lee, the teams that would like someone like Lee off their bench are contending teams right. that are going into the playoffs. They're not willing to give you one of their studs. They want to add Lee. Through, you gotta get very lucky to trade David. A trade for you gotta you know, get very lucky to trade David Lee because that means you're getting somebody who's making 15 million plus per year. Right. Even if those, you know, that 15 million is coming off the books at the end of the season. I mean, it's, they it's have whatever. To match. Because, yeah, you gotta match it up for they a have trade. To match because that's that's what the, the situation sellers are in. So most likely we're seeing a buyout. Right. I think you're gonna see David Lee on the Celtics until the end of the year, unless you do get a big name player. But. Uh, Truthfully, like I said, I'm okay with it now. You know what? I've accepted the fact that, uh, Joel, I know you were talking about this, I think, a couple couple podcasts ago, but I am okay with Isaiah Thomas 
being our go-to guy as a 5'9 point guard at the end of the game. I have just grown accustomed to that. Because you know why? Why mortgage the future? Because let's be honest. I don't think we're going to be trading for any any big-name players. No. It's great to talk about. No, I don't think so. Because you know what it's going to cost you? It's going to cost you our studs. And, and What's the biggest piece right now? What do you think? If, if someone looked on our roster, what's the biggest guy that stands out? Jay Crowder. Exactly. Are you willing to give up Jay Crowder for someone who's not a star or someone who's not? Good? I would give Jay Crowder up right now. And you know what? This is, this sort of goes back to when Avery Bradley was a stud on those big three teams. He was like, you know, maybe it wasn't the big three. I think Ray Allen had left at that point. It was after he came back from the injuries. Right. And, and he came back and he's playing that defense. And he was like the, he was the most important person on that team in the 2011 run. Right. People were like, I wouldn't trade everybody for anybody. Anybody. Jay Crowder's sort of got that same value right now to the Celtics. I don't know what you think about that, Joel, but would you would you ever consider trading Crowder if if it didn't bring you back a top, let's say, 20, 25 player in the league? Um, sure, that's tough. Uh, it's tough because the Celtics uh, overall have been playing so, so together. You know, if you're talking about you're talking about like I don't know, like the way that Celtics were playing like a month ago where they would like win three and then lose four. Right. Then you have to like you consider think about all it. all options, all trade options, I guess, so to speak. But because they're playing so well now, it's like, you know, if it's not broken, you know, don't don't fix it kind of thing. But um Well you gotta look I at mentioned it. it last week. I, I I wouldn't mind, you know, staying pat at the trade deadline if a big you know, deal like a big, like, you know, franchising changing deal is not available. That's fine. Like, you know, as long as the Celtics get one of the four seeds in the, in the East, as, as long as they get home court advantage in the first round, I'm cool with it. Like, yeah, let's, let's be honest. I mean, the Celtics, like I, think, I think you have to be patient. Right. And I know, exactly. you know the, the city of Boston is spoiled because of all, all these contenders locally are everybody wants to want to win a championship every year it's not going to happen every year but and and remember this rebuild was a we're, the Celtics supposed to still be in a rebuild <laughs> how crazy is that to, to think seriously everything that's, no, that's happened if, if you would if after they traded paul pierce and kevin Garnett, if you would have said three years from now you'd mm-hmm. be a top three seed in the east you'd be like oh hell yeah we're doing great rebuilding and we must have got a stud in the draft or something but yeah, they're doing it though their own way. But uh, yeah, if if you're not gonna win it, you're not gonna get a piece that can get you a like a legit championship contender. Beat Cleveland in a seven game series. Beat Oklahoma City, Golden State, S- San Antonio. Those are the teams you'd have to get through to be a championship contender. The Celtics have no chance of beating any of those teams in a seven game series right now. And. Maybe the only player I could think of that would help them get over that hump is DeMarcus Cousins, but I don't think that's happening this year. It's going to happen eventually. I swear to yeah, God I it's going to happen eventually. The, you still think, though? I swear to freaking God it's so. going to happen eventually, but I don't think it's going <laughs> to happen all at this the, trade deadline. All the, the changes that have happened over like the last year and a half, two years, with all this tanking talk in the first year, that you know the post-Paul Pierce era, People, people, all everyone just looked into the draft, and and and, and though Ainge has drafted, you know, uh, uh, some good some good players that are starting to develop now. I mean, you're talking about like you know Kelly Olynyk, talking about like 
Jared Sullinger, and you know, shit, even Avery Bradley, even before the you know the Paul Pierce was, the era was done. Like these are these are these are players that are making a difference now and and helping the Celtics become well, well eventually. I'm not saying they're contenders now, but eventually, you know, look to, looking towards the future. But the but the the trading aspect that's what Danny Ainge is good at trading to me to to. Well, think think about it too. You make bringing in players that way. You make bringing in like you know players that are gonna make a difference. That's that's always been his bread and butter. Seriously, because if you look at it though, everybody was all about building through the draft. The only player that's contributing that they have drafted in this so-called you know the tanking period that has contributed has been Marcus Smart. Everybody else hasn't cracked the pl- the floor yet. Right. So that's that just goes to show that building through the draft is I don't know, man. You I need mean, it's it's sort of a crapshoot. I mean, you look at these these standouts right now in the NBA, who are the biggest stars? Who are the biggest youngest stars? Kawhi Leonard, you know, Draymond right? Green. You know, well, what, what, these, guys are, these guys they are these guys are late what, first top round, 20, late first round, late first round, early second. Draymond Green's the second round I mean, draft. Steph pick. Curry was what the ninth pick or so. I mean, he's a right. little he's a different different Isaiah, case. Isaiah but... Thomas was the 60th pick in 2011. Isaiah Thomas was the last, and pick. now he's an all star. He was the last pick in the draft. And you know what? But you know what? Everything's sort of working out. And I know, like you said, Joel, it's Boston, so we're ready for this big trade to get us a Kevin Durant or something. You know, everybody wants that, but the thing is that. If they don't do anything this season and they make another playoff run, that's okay. Because it should be okay, but some, some, some people just don't have that mentality. I think, the, I think overall, and I'm kind of guilty of that because, you know, we all, we all live in this, you know, we all living in this great era of sports, you know, with all this, all the teams here in Boston that we, people just expect to have a contender every, every year. And if they're not in the playoffs at least, then it's like, what the hell? Right. Like, well, let's be patient. With these Celtics right here, I don't think, like you said, three years ago, I don't think anyone would have said, oh, yeah, the Celtics will be right back in the you know, top of the Eastern Conference with with players that, uh, you know, normally wouldn't crack like a, a, a starting lineup in any other, you know, team that's, that's doing their thing. Someone like, a team like uh, Oklahoma City, you mentioned, a team like the Golden State Warriors, like, who who was talk who who would have who would have thought who would have thought the the the, the Celtics with no All Stars potentially because you know Isaiah just kind of just sort of kind of made it this year with no All Stars. He kind of make it. He made it, mother. He made it. You can swear, dude. It's okay. I know. It. He wasn't. Like, he was. It wasn't a guaranteed thing. That's what, I guess that's what I'm sort of. Right. No. Well, he was like the. He was like the last. He was. Let's be honest. He was the last guy on the Eastern Conference squad. But it was, well, know, it was well deserved, though. Well deserved, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was well deserved. I'm not saying that he was he should have been an all star. That's it was great. That's awesome that he's going to represent the Celtics, and it might open up some eyes for someone that's you know going to be a free agent this summer or potentially could be you know looking to go elsewhere. But like, you know what, Boston is a team that's up and coming. They're young. They got an ill coach. They they have players that 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 want to win, and and that culture there in the city is ridiculous when it comes to. The, the fans and 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 that's that's what I'm, pretty much that's what I'm 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 trying to get at that fans need to be a little more patient. I know it's like you 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 feel it. People feel it like oh it's right there. Like the Celtics are like a one or two pieces away from you know you know taking 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 Cleveland out of the equation that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean I, I'm with you on that, dude. I, I hey you know well, I, all, he, all he, I mean is like, a good point though. You know after you see the 
biggest trade go down in the last what 15 years or so or however long for the that's Celtics. it you get hungry for it you again, get hungry man. for it because i mean you went you literally went from one of the worst to first championship boom one and now everyone's like god dude it's all right man we'll just we'll just have kevin garnett and freaking ray allen but come don't back understand the, the stars don't always they don't do like that, that like that yeah you we know? got we got lucky right we got really lucky that year and like yeah this talk about blake griffin demarcus cousins you know, day, Kevin Durant, he's even been thrown around in rumors. Because of the, it's a different generation, you know, some, some players are, are entitled to thinking that they're worth a certain amount. And it's like, no, I'm not going to go to a city like that. They're not going to pay me what I, I think I should be getting paid. You know, someone someone like someone like a, uh, I can't even think of a good example right now. But, you know, this. Well, the thing is, is that there's a, there's, there's a max deal right now. So, I mean. Like, you're going to get a max deal. If you're a max deal player, you're going to get a max deal. That's it. That's the thing. I mean, you're going to get your money. I mean, Reggie Jackson got a $20 million contract per year. I, I'm pretty sure any of these guys who Al Horford will get his 20 mil next year, wherever he ends up, you know, uh, Kevin Durant will get whatever, whatever he asks for next year in free agency. So it's like... Yeah, but, that, but, that, but that's what I'm, what I'm getting at. It's, it's, more, it's more about money, more now about money than winning. Well, I don't think I don't think it's money salary wise. It's exposure. It's the brand. It's all that stuff that everyone's so worried about now. And, and unfortunately, that, that, all, that, all, that all comes back to dollar bill signs. And, you know, right. You you're right. Expand your brand, then you want to just make more. You want to make money not just off of basketball. You, you got to make money off of any, any way that you can. This goddamn LeBron James culture in the NBA, man. <laughs> So, Dutra, how build the brand, bro? So, Dutra, how closely are you going to be keep? No, but I mean, if there was if there was still players like the old school mentality of of like a look at someone like a like a Paul Pierce, you know, we're talking about him. Yeah. You know, we we mentioned him a few times in this in this episode. But you know, Paul Pierce could have made a lot more money staying in staying in Washington, right? But he's like, no, you know what? I want to win. I want to see if I can, you know, grab one more ring before I call it, call it a career. And he and he took a, a three million dollar deal. To go to go to to go to to go to L.A. for three years, you know, he took like the like almost close to the minimum, you know, the uh, veteran minimum to still win it. He can still make he can still make money if he wanted to in the NBA. But he's like, you know what? I've made my money. I want to win. And there's not a lot of people that think like that. Yeah, you know? I think the Celtics will probably get back into things when these. Uh, I I don't know. I, I they're in a good place right now though. They got they gotta get Ben Simmons. Are they gonna get that stud from Duke? I don't know. No, they're not getting either of those guys, but. <laughs> Either way, I think they can still get someone good. Like David West, who went to San Antonio. Yeah, I don't want David West on this team. You know, a million and a half. He can easily get 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 paid like close to ten mil if he wanted to. But he's like, I'm going to San Antonio. I'm going to win here regardless. Look at the, you know, if more players thought like that. I'm not saying you know take like a huge pickup, but if more players thought like that, the Celtics would be in good in a good position to grab somebody, some players like that. If more players were you know had that mentality. All right, Super Bowl Sunday, guys. Real quick before we get out of here, let's leave on this. Dude, who you got? Who do I got? Who's winning today, tonight? Dude, okay. Peyton Manning is a piece of shit. <laughs> so obviously I'm going with so the Carolina Panthers. Got the Panthers. All right. Yes, and I hope, I hope that Peyton Manning like announces his retirement at the end of the game after he's crying and he loses. Then like training camp, he's like, you know what? Actually, maybe I'll come back. And then he gets suspended for four games for HGH. Like a little. <laughs> no, he's going to run off into the sunset. He's going to be Win done. or lose, he's going to run off into the sunset. Yeah, he'll sell Papa John's pizza like a little Papa John's pizza guy. <laughs> Chua, who you got? 
Let's just uh, okay. Let's let's be honest. Is anyone is anyone think Denver has a chance? I do. What the heck is wrong with you, man? They have a chance. They're they not gonna have win. a chance. It's gonna be worse than the Seattle Super Bowl. Can't. I'm sorry to steal your thunder, Joel. No, I don't think so. I, I was waiting. I was wondering what what he was feeling around the subject for. North North Carolina by a touchdown, maybe ten points. Did you just call him North Carolina, dude? What? It's just Carolina. It's not North right, well, Carolina Pan- Panthers. Panthers. I mean, you know, those North Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Much better than those South Carolina Wildcats. I hate them. All right, the Pan- the Panthers, <laughs> whatever, dude. I was looking at you like, what are you talking about? Uh, what, whatever. I think Cam uh, Newton's gonna be dabbing. He's gonna be doing his funny. thing, but it's gonna be a close game. This is not going to be a blowout. So I mean, uh, I I mean uh, yeah, it might not be a blowout, but you know, this is this is Carolina's year. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's hard it's hard for me to say as a as a Pats fan, but you know. On a year-to-year basis, you can feel it. Who's gonna like this? Whose year it is? And it's been Carolina's year all year. Unfortunately, that's hard for me to say. But on foot, uh, <laughs> I, dude, I don't know. I think if, even if the Pats went up against Carolina, oh, don't say it. It man. would be a tough game. Yeah, it would have been a tough no, game. Because, but, but that's but, what I'm saying, though. I obviously like, with, the Pats with, with the probably injuries, would win. With all but. the injuries that the, the Pats, you know, have gone through this season, you know, it was gonna be hard for them to even make it to the big to the big game to the big dance. I'm not saying that Denver Denver had the better team. It's just that it was just Denver. It was just Denver's day. Nah, man. It was game. bullshit. And, and if, and if, and if um, I can't even you know, think of the dude's name right now. If if uh, that dude. Manning's Manning's, if Manning's um. No, man. It comes down to comes this. In too, he can make a difference. If you can G- never know. If Gostowski makes the extra point, the Patriots will be Super Bowl Fifty champions. Right, we're not going down that route. All right. No, All right. Not, I'm still yeah, not yeah. over this, by the way. This has been like two weeks. Of course weeks. we're not over it. That means we can have a whole other podcast about they, the entire they, game. And, and, you know, the past, the past weren't meant to go to Super Bowl this year. Not because the Denver was so was so great, but it's just the way it is. Anyways, <laughs> let's get off this because I'm getting depressed. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to everyone out there. Everyone be safe tonight. And uh, we'll see you next week to see what's going on. We're going to have an All-Star Weekend preview. Uh, then on, on our next episode, so we'll uh, we'll recap the uh, first half of the season, not just for the Celtics, but for the uh, entire NBA. So it's gonna be a fun show. Yeah, maybe Joel will even show up for a podcast once in a while too. I, I'm thinking he probably will. <laughs> dude, I had to call you out, man. You guys gave me crap the last time I wasn't there, dude. So that's true. Uh, what a dick. Yeah, and you didn't give us crap I'll, last I'll get episode. In case you missed the segment because I'm not I'm not there physically. Uh, kind of, that's messed up, man. That's messed up, guys. All right, go ahead. In case you missed it, Joel didn't show oh, yeah, up well, to the I'm podcast. I mean, you missed it. <laughs> In case you missed it, Joel missed it. Uh, uh, anyways, no one gives a shit. <laughs> this is a recap no, episode up. right here. All right? We're recapping the Celtics and Cavs. So you can do your case you missed it when the, we have our All-Star Weekend special. We'll no, give you, we'll no, give you no, no, extra quick, time. I want to I just mention um, if, 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 if you guys or anybody out there listening to us has, has not checked out um, Christian Mannix is that podcast with Paul Pierce. That's a that's a must listen for uh, any Celtics fan. Wait, who <laughs> who did he have a podcast with? Paul who? Paul oh, Pierce. it's like that now. No, I'm just because joking. I'm just to... joking. I'm just joking. I was just giving a hard time. Uh, I was a you bit. I could have said the same thing about that other douchebag that that Bradley pretty much took his spot. Well, you know. Yeah. And that's why he he went crying to Miami, and no one has seen him since. Nah, man, I'm forever Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce could literally say he wanted to kill everyone from Boston. And I would, I would still say he's my favorite player of all time. <laughs> I wouldn't even care. He's just a legend around these parts. It goes you without know? saying that he could just kill off everybody in Boston and you would still support him? Yeah. 
Okay. If like if he came in here and like, you know, was like, you know, your podcast sucks. Be like, all right, Paul. <laughs> all right, fine. You're right. <laughs> you, got, you got to talk in that voice too. Yeah, say it. Uh, yeah. I've been basically his bitch. It's all good. Yeah, guys, check that out, man. It was a great interview. Uh, it was a little bittersweet. It was a good interview. Though. It was a great interview because you know he talked about Antoine you know, years. How, how he, not only the Antoine years, but how he thought that you know this, that team was good enough to win two to three championships, right. which is nothing that we don't already know. But just to hear it from him and hear him talk about well, how, Kenny Anderson uh, said, that, said the was. same said the same stuff when he was on with us. Yeah, that's true. Kenny Anderson said the but same Kenny stuff. Kenny didn't have that insight from that championship team because obviously he wasn't on it. So right. to hear from Pierce and him talk about how you know he had conversations with Doc Rivers, how they were determined to win two to three championships throughout that era, but injuries and certain you know unlucky uh, events kind of derailed them from doing that. Yeah, but it was a great interview though. It, it was, was a good interview. Chris I like, did a good job. Yeah, and like how he talked, he did just talk about the big three. He talked about. You know, basically, like the the years where he was like this this it's not fun anymore. Yeah. You know, everyone wasn't having fun. So, right. yeah, great. Check that out too. Thanks for bringing that up, Joel. In case you missed it. Yeah, you guys, you guys should check that out at CausewayStreetBlog.com. There's a piece up there, and there's a link to to that uh, to the other the other um, podcast. Not that we're trying to promote other people's podcasts, but it was just a good listen. Chris Mannix is a Boston guy. You know, it's actually he's actually a, a ball boy for the Celtics. If no one knew that, so that's yeah, cool. he was such a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce was like, "Yeah, remember that time I told you to get my towel?" And he was like, "Yeah, Paul, I do. Yeah." That's basically the podcast. You don't have to listen to it now. Yeah, that's what, that's why I saw him, like I like to throw his fucking like his warm ups <laughs> on top of him while he's fucking yeah. doing uh, highlight reporting. It's actually like, hilarious. He's like, "Here you go, ball boy." All right, with that, we wrap up the episode. All-Star Weekend Special, next episode on Causeway Street Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And we uh, are out of here. Welcome to the new studio, Sean. Welcome to the new studio. Goodbye from the new studio, Sway. Oh, you know, Carolina wins it. Fucking Cam is going to be MVP just like he's the MVP of the league. Yeah, we got that. I think we're all in agreement. We got that. Hey, many sucks. Later.